Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. As always, we so much appreciate you being here, being a part of our True Form Life community, and everything you're doing to contribute to the show through your listens, downloads, shares. We so much appreciate that and certainly wouldn't be here without you. Today, we have Kristen Brown coming on for an interview, and she is a fantastic individual. She's fun, energetic, positive, and has tons of valuable information. We're talking all about digestive health. This is such an important topic. We're going to talk about how 70% of our immune system resides in our gut, how our serotonin production resides in our gut as well, not just in our brain. And we're going to go over more basics about digestion and absorption and how you can improve in those areas to improve your health. So sit back and enjoy. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Kristen Brown is with us here. She's a registered dietitian. And without further ado, welcome to the show, Kristen. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Are you excited? I'm so excited. I Like I say, I love to talk and I love to talk about nutrition and I love to talk about health. So this is perfect. So today we're going to be talking about digestion. Now we've talked about fermented foods in a past show. I think we've talked about digestion in different ways, but we haven't exa- specifically focused on digestion. So I'm super excited to get into this and share more details you know, with this topic, with our audience. Before we get into that, Kristen, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and, you know, how you got into nutrition and what you're doing now? Yeah, absolutely. So I have my Bachelor of Science in Human Nutrition from St. Avax University. And then after finishing that, I did a one-year clinical internship with Capital Health. So I had more of like a background in liver transplant and nephrology and diabetes and more of the like acute conditions. And after working there for a year, I, I just knew that I needed to change and I needed to work with people who were healthy instead of people who were kind of on their, their last days or their last year. I shift my focus a lot and started working more in like prevention and teaching people how to eat and teaching people, you know, what's good for their body and why, and in hopes of preventing those sorts of conditions from happening. So I have since in the last six months quit my full-time more corporate job and now work totally for myself and now I'm just kind of doing my thing and and helping people just be healthier with some nutrition education and some habit-based coaching. And was it a bit scary kind of leaving a... <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. There's this funny 
diagram that says like the life of an entrepreneur and it's like this huge like up and down and I can totally relate to that a hundred percent that it it's scary and some days are amazing and you're like yes I I did the right thing and then other days you're like oh my gosh what on earth was I thinking (laughs) yeah I know what you mean (laughs) I think everyone can relate anyone who works for themselves I think can relate 100% but I think the good days now that I'm sort of into it definitely outweigh the bad so I feel like I'm on a good path now that's good (laughs) that's good to hear all right so let's get into more of our our main topic in digestion and gut health why don't we start with the basics of why you think this is an an important topic and maybe what let's just start let's excuse me I'm getting ahead of myself let's just start with that why do you think this is an important topic Oh my gosh, for so many different reasons. Some of the major, like, I guess probably some of the three main reasons why I focus a lot on digestive health with my clients is one is immunity. Over 70% of our immune system lives in our gut. So if our gut isn't healthy and we don't have a robust population of good gut bacteria, then, you know, our immune system isn't as strong as it, as it could be serotonin production is another one and which is basically just our feel good chemical that is low oftentimes when we're diagnosed with depression. So there's a lot of new research out now that is focused around treating depression with probiotics or beneficial bacteria rather than, you know, any sort of prescription medication, which is pretty phenomenal. And then of course, just digestion and absorption. So, you know, we spend so much time like preparing different foods and buying organic and researching what the latest superfood is. But if our digestion isn't, you know, on point, then really we're just wasting our time and our money. So I really focus on digestive health a lot with my clients for those major reasons in it has made a world of difference for a lot of people. I wish I was a bit of a more more of a research type of person. I, actually, well, I shouldn't say that. I like I like to research. I like to find the root of whatever is going on. But I'm not really a fact person or percentage person. And I'm glad I was I was happy to hear that you said that, or we're talking about the serotonin production, mm-hmm. you know, related to depression. I remember I did this presentation one time and I was talking about depression. I didn't realize it was so, I don't know, it was such a touchy topic, but all I said was, is that we would be less depressed if we had a better diet. You know, there's, there's direct, Mm -hmm. you know, research linked to having uh, more of a, you know, a better lifestyle, having, having better foods put in our body and less less types of depression and people were incredibly offended by that statement alone. Do you ever run? Oh gosh. No, I don't like, you know, what's funny. I, I did, I spoke at a fitness New Brunswick conference on the weekend and you always get a few skeptics that are just, that don't really like believe in the power of nutrition or just are really into like pharmaceutical medications as like, the key to, to managing different diseases and that nutrition is sort of just kind of frou-frou, but 
it's so, it's so real. And I, and I guess after seeing it for so long, it just see it work. You're just, you couldn't imagine it being any different, but people are touchy about everything. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. <laughs> I suppose it just depends on the given day and who's sitting in front of you, right? Exactly. A hundred percent. The immune system is something else that, you know, is, you know, is more than worth talking about when it comes to gut health and digestion. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about this. I don't think it's, I don't think it's common knowledge. I think that, you know, we have so many, you know, right now, at least up in Canada where I'm at, it's it's a flu season, it's winter's Mm -hmm. coming, everyone's not feeling well, it seems like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I, when I bring up the nutrition around your immune system and not feeling well, you know, I don't think that a lot of people believe it or I've heard, or have heard Mm -hmm. that before. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And I have people sitting in front of me that tend to get sick very often. And the first thing I'll ask them is if they had, you know, recurrent ear infections as a baby and if they were on like multiple courses of, of antibiotics and nine times out of 10, I can draw that link right away from people who tend to just catch everything to how many times they've been on antibiotics. And the issue is that and the issue is not antibiotics. I'll never sit here and, and tell you that antibiotics are bad, but I do think that they're overprescribed. And I do think that we don't take enough care to sort of replenish our good bacteria after we take a course of antibiotics. And then we end up getting sick a lot more frequently. And it's, it's such a simple, simple fix. And like you probably know when someone's family physician tells them something, they take it as gold. And I think that having them just mention that, you know, taking a probiotic after they finish their course of antibiotics is going to be beneficial. So many more people would do it. But I think that that's one of the reasons or one of the things that I tend to see is that people just take too many antibiotics and then they end up getting sick all the time, even as an adult. It's difficult to deal with when you when we understand what, what you could do. And I like what, how you said earlier about you're more focused on prevention now. And there's so many things that we could do to prevent as opposed to treat. And I think everyone would be healthier as, as a society if we worked more towards prevention. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Tell yeah. me, let's get into more about digestion and absorbing your food and maybe some of the things that we can do to digest our food at a more efficient rate. Yeah, absolutely. So there's so many simple things that make a huge difference. And the biggest issue is that I, on my questionnaire, when I, when I first meet with clients, I have a whole section on digestive health and, you know, are you experiencing bloating or gas or constipation or diarrhea? And like, I would say 99% of my clients would tick at least a few of those boxes. So it's so incredibly common, but we just brush it off as being, you know, not important at all. I would say that many times just take slowing down and taking time to eat and actually chew your food makes all the difference in the world before you even get into probiotics or digestive enzymes or anything like that, really just stopping, 
being in that rest and digest state rather than that fight or flight mode that we're, you know, most of us are in the issues that we sit down and maybe if we're having breakfast, we're on our phones or we're on our computers or we're reading, you know, the newspaper or watching TV and we're not really just resting and focusing on eating and, and chewing properly. Usually it's take a couple bites and swallow. Like what's the minimum amount of time I can chew this before I can safely get it down without choking versus actually, you know, chewing. And that's the first step in digestion is that breaking down of food that can't happen, you know, further along in our digestive tract. And I think oftentimes we forget that. So just the simple act of chewing our food properly, which I usually tell people, you know, shoot for 15 to 20 times chewing before you swallow. We did, I did a past show called Mindful Eating. And yeah. I just talked about paying attention to the food that we're consuming. It, it, we also did a, I did a, we're just starting this new kind of idea called the morning show. And that was another topic. It was a topic that was kind of a, a fun fact where I eat super slow and I, I don't know where that came from. But usually when I'm sitting across from someone or if I'm sitting, you know, with, with someone or if we're eating together, I'm not even halfway done. And whoever I'm sitting across from is, you know, cleaning off their plate. <laughs> so, right. Totally. And I think it's the same way if you go out for dinner or if you're sitting around with friends and, or, or maybe someone's just going to drive through to get as much food in as possible because they have limited time. I mean, it's so difficult for our bodies to digest all that food when we're eating it so quickly. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so overlooked, right? Food and taking time to eat a meal is just, it's not really important to a lot of us anymore. And so it is how quickly can I get supper over with so I can get on to the next thing or how, you know, we're just so busy and we neglect, you know, one of arguably the most important things in keeping our body alive. So I wonder, I wonder if that's just, I wonder, I'm sure it's different in, in different societies or different countries. You know, I was in, have you ever been to Germany or Europe? I've been to Europe. I haven't been to Germany. Okay. Well, I was over there for an, ex, well, I would call it extended period of time. It was about seven months and I got to experience their culture, what it was like to live there. Mm -hmm. And they would sit there and eat like they, it was like, uh, an enjoyable long-term event. We would eat for about four, yeah. for about four hours. And I thought, I was like, are we ever going to be done with this? <laughs> and then I mean, You're like, there is a happy medium. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, at first I was like, wow, this is crazy. I'm never going to get out of here. But then you, you appreciate it. You learn that they actually enjoy each other's company. They shut the stores down a bit early and they have, you know, they had a, a liqueur after dinner. Then they sit down and drink a coffee or a tea. And I was just like, oh. wow, these people, I mean, they, they know how to enjoy themselves. And I think that's all there was to it. All right. Don't go anywhere. We got tons of more information coming up on exploring mind and body. And then there's all of that talk about, you know, why are the French so thin and they bread and wine, but they, 
take time to eat and they actually enjoy their food. So then, you know, their cravings later in the day are probably next to nil. Mm -hmm. So it, I feel like it's all related, but yeah, I think that it's just the way our society is progressing. I have noticed a difference. I must say moving from Alberta back to the East coast, people are definitely a little bit more relaxed and (laughs) value their, you know, dinner times a little bit more. So it's, it's different, I guess, even, even just across Canada, I've noticed. I was surprised. I was surprised that I spent, I told you I spent some time there this summer and actually we were going to have a, we have a new listening base in Sussex that, you know, we'll Mm -hmm. be hearing this. And I was surprised, you know, I, I grew up here and on the, on the West coast, everyone's fast, everyone's in a hurry. And I go and I'm over there spending time going to the grocery store or getting gas, whatever it is. And, and nobody's in a hurry for, 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 for anything. And I'm like, can we just move people? So tr- there's full on conversations happening at the checkout at the grocery store. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, people enjoy their just slow pace life which is it's amazing yeah i think it's great i mean when i get back here if i go visit and i visit a few times now and i come back to the west coast i'm just like you know i'm just like why is everyone such in a rush everyone's so such in a hurry why can't we just relax a little bit (laughs) oh yeah i have been back since may and i heard the first person beep their car horn i think last week So it's, it's just a different life. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's taking time is, is definitely good, particularly around eating. Yeah. I think that that's what come, that's what it comes down to when we come back to eating here and enjoying yourself, enjoying your food. And I think it also comes, comes back to knowing where your food comes from, appreciating (laughs) your food, you know, possibly growing it yourself during the summer seasons. Mm. I mean, if we had a more of appreciation for the foods that we were going to put in our body and then our body is going to digest, I think we would all be able to digest food at a more efficient rate. Absolutely. And instead of looking at it as like a burden or something that takes time, which unfortunately a lot of people, and I hear it a lot from my clients, you know, why does it take so long to prepare a meal and things should be fast. We've just lost that appreciation for food as, you know, what it is, as nourishment for our body. And it does take time. And, and it is a huge priority. Whereas I think we look at it now as an inconvenience. You talked about gut health or gut bacteria early on. Can you explain that more in depth for us? We have a better understanding of it. Yeah, absolutely. So Actually, there's far more bugs, I guess I could call them, or, you know, bacteria in our gut than there is cells in our body. We are made up mostly of of bacteria. And the major issue is that we, you know, we can affect that number and the diversity of strains of bacteria in our system a lot of different ways. And what we want, the ultimate goal is to have 
you know, maximum amount of strains of good bacteria so that we can digest our food well. Like I said, we can have a strong immune system. We can have good serotonin production. But unfortunately, the number of bacteria and the strains of bacteria that we have are affected by a lot of different things. So that's sort of limiting us right now, and it's really impacting our health. So when we talk about good bacteria, Many many of us don't know about good bacteria, but everyone knows about bad bacteria. So I'm sure yes. you I'm sure you get the question maybe from a new client or someone that you're working with. They say, "What is this? You know, what is this good bacteria, and how do I I don't know create more of it in my gut? What do you tell them?" I would say linking it back to including more fermented foods in their diet if they have some more serious digestive issues. So if they have chronic constipation or they have, you know, pretty persistent diarrhea, then I will recommend more of like, recommend them going more of like a probiotic route and really picking the strains of bacteria that they include. So this may not mean anything to anyone, but, you know, lactobacillus rhamnosus is really, really good for diarrhea. And I see that work a lot in my practice, but really being selective in the strain of bacteria that you try to reintroduce to make change to your digestive symptoms. But in a general, fairly healthy person, incorporating fermented foods on a regular basis, you know, every day would be fabulous, but a few times a week would be good as well is, is pretty good at just sort of maintaining that balance of good bacteria. Tell me a bit about fermented foods, maybe some of the ones that you recommend. So fermented foods are obviously just foods that contain a lot of good bacteria. So one of the ones that are most common and that most of us think of when we think of probiotic rich foods would be like yogurt, but that one definitely isn't my favorite because a lot of people don't really do well with a lot of dairy, but some of my favorite options are kombucha and there's this fabulous fermented coconut water that I cannot for the life of me find on the East coast. And now I'm so sad because they have it pretty much everywhere in Alberta it's uh, fermented coconut water. It's called Kavita and it tastes amazing. It tastes like a sparkly juice, but it's, you know, all natural, full of bacteria, probably, you know, arguably one of the healthiest habits we can get into is incorporating those drinks into our diet on a regular basis. But I'm going to go and look for that. I haven't heard you. Oh my gosh, Drew. It's so good. (laughs) If you get one, the mango coconut flavor is amazing. Okay. I'll send you one. (laughs) Yes. Oh gosh. Oh, it is good. I'll be interested to hear what you think. (laughs) I actually make my own fermented foods myself. I make my own kombucha. Good. Do you make your own sauerkraut too? I don't, but I have made kimchi before oh good yeah so good. Was, it's always it's always new it's always exciting i think we, within our our membership group we ferment foods ourselves so we talk about have you i don't know if this is the the common name for it or if there's a uniform name for it but it's called a, a ginger bug 
And that's with... I've never heard of that. Okay. Well, it's, it's probably the simplest form I've ever heard of is fermenting your own food It's or drink. It's just raw sugar and ginger with water. And that's pretty much it. You do two tablespoons of raw ginger, two tablespoons of raw sugar for three consecutive days. And I put that in a, just a smaller mason jar. I leave the lid on tight and then it starts to ferment and carbonate at the same time. Okay. And that's one of my favorites. Easiest. That's, that's without, I also have a scoby and some kefir grains, but that's the easiest and simplest way that I can explain to our members and to anyone listening how to ferment your own drink. Oh my gosh. So then would you, you would just drink that gingery juice, that gin, like whatever is kind of left there. I do. You can put it in tea. Like if you have a morning tea, you can put a, a couple ounces in there. I drink a small cup in, right in the morning. So the first thing I do when I get up is I enjoy this. I, I love it. I always look forward to it. And then I just gets my stomach, gets my gut ready for food. Then I usually have a green smoothie and then uh, whatever my breakfast is, like uh, maybe some homemade granola. Oh, nice. I, I'm going to try that. You should. You have to let me know how it goes. Oh, I will. <laughs> okay. So we talked about antibiotics a bit. Why did you say, why do you, why do you recommend probiotics after antibiotics? Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Well, antibiotics are, you know, effective and they kill the bad bacteria in our system, but they also unfortunately kill off a lot of our good bacteria as well. So that leaves our, us susceptible to have overgrowth of bad bacteria. It kind of throws off the balance of good and bad bacteria because although, you know, I say bad bacteria, we still need a little bit of it in our system. We just need it to be, you know, in a proper balance so that we have, you know, majority good bacteria, which gets killed off by antibiotics. So we need to have that antibiotic or that probiotic right, you know, right after we finish our course of antibiotics to make sure that that balance is still in check. Kristen, tell me more about your website, where our, our listeners can find you at and what maybe what you're doing in the future so we can get excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me over at groundedhealth.ca. I blog there. I try to do it once a week and I answer reader questions over there. I have a private Facebook group called nutrition mastermind where we just kind of share different ideas and successes and recipes and that sort of thing. It's just a really supportive group of people who are just trying to, you know, do the do of healthy eating and making it work and, are crazy busy lives, but I am launching my second round of the online 12 week program. That's all based on habit change starting the first week in January. So I will be finishing up with my first group the first week in December. So if you have any questions about that, don't hesitate to shoot me a message and hopefully you find some of my blog posts interesting and informative and you can take some of those little nuggets and incorporate them into your daily life. 
Fantastic. All right, Kristen, we're going to link all this in the in the show notes and we'll share your show and we'll, we'll get people your way as well. So thank you so much for your time and coming on the show. Uh, it was awesome. I appreciate you coming on. Great. Thanks so much for having me. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this edition of the show. Thanks so much for sticking around till the end. Hope you enjoyed those tips and suggestions. I told you, Kristen, was a pleasure. <laughs> As you just heard, it's so important to take care of our gut through fermented foods, mindful eating, paying attention to what we're putting in our body. This makes such a big difference in our health. I can't say enough about it, especially from the experience not only that I had, but the experience that we see in our monthly membership all the time through improving our gut health. It's clear night and day once we start paying attention to that good bacteria how much our health and lives improve. I'm going to leave you with that. Check out Kristen Brown's website. She actually has a fantastic website. I highly recommend going over and seeing what she has going on there. That's at groundedhealth.ca. And if you want more details as to what we're up to, head over to trueformlife.com. We have all kinds of exciting things going on. Of course, we have our monthly membership. We have our free 10-day fitness challenge. And we're super excited about our new morning show that we've just launched too. So check it out at trueformlife.com. Once again, thank you so much for being here. We couldn't do it without you. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host. Drew Tadia in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com.